Welcome back to Welcome uh, back. Helmets. Yeah, here we go. Episode week six. six. Week, week six. six. Week six. Feels like, yeah. Feels um, like just, uh, just last week, the Dolphins were good at American football, and then now they're bollocks. Yeah. Uh, also, I've got two, uh, two American football-based apologies to two teams to make. Um, and I want this to be clear, and I want to be very clear about the context of these apologies. I'm not sorry in the fucking slightest. Uh, number one, I'm sorry the Cowboys are good. It is what it is. I know that they lost. Doesn't matter. They're still good. Um, number two, I'm sorry for calling the Vikings a teeding, bo- uh, a, a, I believe almost verbatim, a tedious, boring team who don't pass the eye test. Unfortunately, I must admit that they are also good. Yeah, they are good, and they took they did some uh, rarely seen in American sports good shithousery uh, at the expense of the Dolphins, uh, doing Jalen Waddle's celebration in the end zone after a pick six. Uh, that is absolutely infuriating yeah. uh, at, in the top topest level of uh, shithousery. Americans, uh, Americans, the 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 land with the worst, the continent with the worst chat in the on the planet. Yeah rarely produces any good shithousery like i love i love american sports i like american culture i like american people good lord the chat is horrible but yeah it is what it is man it was good it was good shithousing yeah vikings uh so i was on holiday in lisbon last week so i've seen very little american football other than uh half streaming the game from my phone uh, the Dolphins Vikings game from my phone, and they're while eating dinner at a really nice restaurant. And I kept like looking at it, going, "Oh, the Dolphins just made a play. Oh, there's a flag on the play." Uh, <laughs> and that was basically. The, I, I don't know what's going on there. They just they have the worst. Um, I don't think they're the worst in comparison to. I think Titans have really bad injury problems at the moment. Dolphins injury problems are fucking disastrous. And then also every single player is a flag. I think at one point I looked at my phone and the Dolphins were like second and three and then i ate a bit of food and i looked at my phone again and they were third and 30 or something like it was insane how much how late how many flags were going out in that game uh and also everyone on the dolphins fan base are all saying teddy bridgewater should just never fucking play american football again uh yeah it's been a bit of a been a bit of a week since those the the halcyon days of of uh are the dolphins the best team in the league the answer is fucking no (laughs) so what you wanted to speak about this week is uh, a fun concept called the NFL Power Rankings. Now, the NFL Power Rankings, and I think this is a good time in the season to do it because we're, we're six weeks in, and so you can start really separating the teams that are going to have good regular seasons from the kind of pack. Um, American football seasons kind of work a bit like this. Basically, every year there'll be like a couple of teams that are very obviously and clearly better than everyone else then there'll be a big fucking scrum of teams and then there'll be a couple of objectively awful teams. And to be honest with you, you kind of know roughly who the first, two, that, that top two and the bottom two are like now. We already yeah. know. Like the top two are very clearly the Bills and the Chiefs again and the Eagles. Um, the Chiefs are 4-2, but they're, they actually have a worse winning record than the Minnesota Vikings but they're not in the scrum like and then right at the bottom uh we have the Denver Broncos who are just dreadful and the Chicago Bears and maybe and the Panthers Panthers and, and the Texans I mean I was Texans. like Texans uh, like once they start getting rid of people in the back office like 
then you know it's going to be pretty rough going. Like they yeah. don't have anything going, so they're just like, ah, oh, who's working in HR? Let's bin them. <laughs> just fucking, like, just yeah, just get the compliance guy. Why not? You know, he can coach. Um, but like the and then the rest is just a kind of scrum. And basically, because really, and it's funny because NFL fans, including me every week get really into a team's performance like oh no it's a disaster if we lose and oh it's great if we win but actually the only objective of the nfl season is to get into the playoffs and that has never been easier and what that means is that the scrum of teams is going to produce a bunch of teams that have roughly similar records and some will unfairly or not get into the playoffs and then what will then happen is in the Super Bowl, one of the good teams will actually get in and one of them will be upset and play one of the scrum. And that's usually how most seasons work. Yeah. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this is the Dolphins were at one point, I think one or two in the top. Fine. You know, you won yeah. three games, you beat three big opponents. And yeah. then the, the just free fall of them they're now they went last week they were sorry previous week they were 18 this week they're 23 so they're ranked the 23 shittiest team in the league at three and three there are teams with worse records quite a long way above them like uh, pittsburgh steelers are above them i don't think the dolphins are are worse than the pittsburgh steelers now i'm not just saying this because a dolphins fan and hopefully maybe everything will be better when two is back two apparently is back to start next week um and I, I I don't know what's going to happen there, but the, you look at that and you're like, I don't think that's really correct. And and it's the same thing that we've been talking about this whole time about passing the eye test and whether or not you're watching a team and whether or not they're good. You get a team like Seahawks who are three and three. So the same record, they're four mm. positions in this stupid ranking system above the Dolphins. And they are having a really, really fucking weird uh, season in that nobody expected Geno Smith or any of those guys to do very well. And they're scoring shitloads of points and they're being really, really exciting. Yeah. But can I can I just say who else is above them? Because it's an even more egregious thing. Who? So uh so the NFL power rankings, by the way, just for the listeners, are it's just a list of teams put together by journal it's put together by some journalists and it's a kind of a big list that comes out every week and it ranks the teams by power, whatever the fuck that means, right? Now, at number sixteen on this list. So, just in the top half, the top half of teams are the Las Vegas Raiders, who have won a single game this season. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That must be the eye test thing. In fact, I'm just looking up what they've said about them. They said the Raiders are the best 1-4 team in football. There isn't a fucking good 1-4 team. No. They've also also not really played... I mean, their record is... they're not exactly have they they've not even played like the bills or the chiefs yet yeah um i i think part of their reasoning so part of the power it's not really known how you get this power ranking thing but i think part of their reasoning for putting them high is that the afc west outside of the chiefs isn't good and so they think that the they could get into the playoffs but at the same time, the Chargers are also in the AFC West. And actually, and again, this is a this is a weird eye test thing. Because in my head, the Chargers uh, aren't doing as well this year. But they have the same record as the Chiefs, 4-2. I'll be very happy for that, to have that record if they are my team. Yeah, well, the other thing is the Giants are at 7. 
that, and they're at five and one. They've got like the joint second best record in the league. And I think they are they are better than the Cowboys. I think they're better than the Bengals. I think maybe Minnesota the same record. They're then and then you get Chiefs, uh, Eagles, and and Bills. And but I think that like I was going to talk about this like they are you you obviously watch the game. I think yes. that they. I think that they're like the real deal. I really think that these giants could be a, a legit team. And just to say they're seven and they're seventh best at five and one is, is ridiculous because they're, they're playing really, really good. I mean, they're, they're, I think Barclays might be out next season. Uh, sorry, next week. Uh, if not severely like lacking, he might just be limited in practice or all these stupid words that they, they release. This is going to be a very complaining episode of the, of the podcast because both, <laughs> of our teams, both of our teams lost badly yeah. and I'm kicking out at anyone and everything, uh, including um, uh, the terminology people use to say what their players are. So to not get off too off, off subjects of the stupid rankings, NFL teams, when, they, when their players get injured, they'll... they'll issue their a statement saying at what level they're injured mm. and their stupid words like questionable or, or, or they participated in Wednesday practice and all of these things they say to kind of throw off their opposition as to whether or not their player is going to be uh, essentially full capacity at the game. So they yep. go, oh, is he going to play? And, um, and I think like maybe this Barkley injury, yeah, may, maybe it's serious, maybe it's not, but you know, it's, um, it's, they're a good team and you don't win five games and lose one game against actually some very good teams yes. without being good. Uh, I, I think that, that I think that they should replace them. The rankings with just fucked and completely fucked. That should be my, that'll be mine. Like that. No, bruised, fucked, totally fucked. That'll be my, that'll be my yeah. injury ranking system. I think, you know, that I, I have to say, minor disagreement, I sort of agree with other Giants are in this list. And the reason is, is, so I watched the game, right? And the reason is, is yes, they are a genuinely good team. The The Giants remind me most of uh, a Tony, P- of like the Tony Pulis era Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in as much as they, they're just so, they're so well coached. They don't like play, honestly. They don't play like that entertainingly, but they're so well coached and drilled. The the reason they've they've done a load of comeback wins, and you can't be a good you can't be a bad team and do that. I don't. I didn't think that Daniel Jones played well. In fact, weirdly, they they beat the Ravens despite objectively by the numbers doing badly. And annoyingly, that is the sign of a really good team. Like um, we did shut down Saquon Barkley for the most part. We did stop Daniel Jones really doing anything, especially in the run game, which is kind of his dual threat thing. Really, really didn't. We, we did stop them. Uh, and then totally fucked it. But they absolutely, the Giants will absolutely have been, and you can't, like, the, their, their, defen- their, their, their defensive coordinator is a guy called Don Wink Martindale, who's, by the way, former Ravens defensive coordinator, um, nice. who is just... Un, like he he's so good at scheming up these games and just keeping the team on track and I think it's just a it's just so much fun to see they're not like the most entertaining team but they are going to just kill Giants the whole season I I don't see that stopping I kind of feel like uh, it's really funny when like offensive and defensive coordinators and coaches move around jobs it's kind of like um, 
like when politicians like one one time they're like the secretary of education and then yeah, the <laughs> yeah. was like what experience do you have in that position like no nah, i can i can i can draw like lines going up the pitch that's fine i can do that <laughs> um yeah the vault that's the thing about the ravens eight ranked eight three and three so that's the same record as the dolphins who obviously beat the ravens that is you're very still you're very sorry about this <laughs> no it's just it's that, that yeah. like, well that's a that's a uh, what a sixteen place rankings and and no disrespect to the Ravens obviously, but of those three defeats they did them to themselves. Yeah, and look right at the end of the day, I'm looking at these rankings now. On the other hand, Baltimore, it, a lot of football is a what what have you done for me lately sport, and yet the Ravens are ranked ranked eight. It must be an eye test thing. I don't know how they're doing this because they've moved them or they can only move them down a certain number of places. I don't know because. No, that can't be true because they've moved the Dolphins down loads. It must be just an eye test thing or something because they don't believe that the Ravens... Basically, they don't believe that the Ravens are as bad as their record. That's why the Ravens are eight. Now, I will actually say this as a Ravens fan. I do think they're as bad as their record. I I think there's some very clearly obvious gaping holes in the team that have emerged. And the reason I mention this is because we are currently above rank 10... again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who again I would say are as bad as their record this year. I just do watching. think I do think that they very clearly there's some very clear issues with the team. And they're above the Chargers, you know, who are a four two. They're above the Jets. I maybe people and this must be an eye test thing. It must just be that people don't really believe that the Chargers are like that as good as the Chiefs, for example, because the Chargers, you know, um, the Chargers, like, stumbled to a victory over the Broncos. Yeah. Or, you know, the the Jets, because they're the fucking Jets. But... I just think, like, the, the Jets... The Jets, oh, they're, they're, they are, you know, we'll see with the Jets. Because... Hey, they're fun for the first time in ages. Yeah, the, the, that's the thing about the the now it like opens it up a little bit within the AFC East with the Dolphins being bollocks for like three. <laughs> but it all comes out that Armstead's injured and there's all these injuries, but whatever. Like the Dolphins basically did uh, the equivalent of like buying a really knackered old Renault Clio and then just putting a massive body kit of, and spoilers all over it and saying it was a fast car. They didn't deal with the fundamental basic problem of American football, which we've said about before, which is you need to get big fucking guys to push people around it. We didn't do offensive. We got one offensive lineman who broke his toe and then we didn't really improve the defense. And then now we're losing games because of our, because once you, once a bit of your body kit breaks off, the car's not going to run very well. Um, But yeah, the Jets fucking, I mean, that's one of those. (laughs) I think, I think it's all to play for now. Well, it's not all to play for in the FCS. I think quite easily the, the Bills for now, whatever happened on that one day in Miami is def- definitely over. Um, I think, though, maybe what's shaping up in this, like to look at this thing, right? I think that this Giants team could potentially be that Eli Manning era ragtag bunch of misfits. And they might go on a bit of a tear towards the end of the season. Hey, that'd be sick. Their record is. Um, I had a look at their schedule, and it's actually pretty good for them as well. Um, so they've they've uh, they've got coming up. Uh, they have the Seahawks, who are up and down. Uh, they have sorry, they have the Jags. So they have Jags, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, 
Cowboys mm. again, Commanders, Eagles, Giants. Oh, sorry, Giants. <laughs> uh, Commanders, um, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. I, I yeah. think that's good. I think and that's a good record. Yeah, and then potentially that Philly game at the end of the season. I mean, Philly are, are going to be absolutely in the playoffs. And whether yeah. or not they're playing, I mean, people are saying they could be playing for a perfect season, maybe. But if they're not, if let's say they did pick up a couple of wins, by that point, that Philly team, like I could walk on and, and play uh, play left guard in that game. They'll be looking for players because no one gets, wants to get hurt before, before the playoffs. So they'll, they'll be benching everyone. Um, they, this, is like, this is like the sacrificial lamb version of the people who think that they could just walk into the Man United side and just be yeah. and score like sorry Manchester United side, Manchester City side, and yeah. just score at least three goals a season. It's like yeah, they'll let you in just just to just to put your body on the line. Would you like that one? Yeah, they'd be like just put an advert on Craigslist. Would you like to play tight end this weekend because nobody wants to get hurt ahead of the the the, 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 uh, the playoffs? The the uh, Ravens are on a bye week this week. And then after that, they're playing a bunch of shit players. So I don't think they're going to lose a game again for a bit. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, this is a good stat that, that I was reading. I think it might be on that list, actually. The Eagles have scored 120, 112 second quarter points in 22. Uh, that's the most points in any quarter in NFL history through a team's first six games. That's, again, a way of making all numbers sound good by like just tweaking it a little bit. Oh, they but, love that, yeah. <laughs> but just like going, this is the, in most of NFL history, Eagles have gone, all right, let's just uh, beat the shit out of these guys in the first half and then they'll come back really sad. Um, I think, I'm thinking about the Buffalo team and the, how interesting the game against uh, the Chiefs was and kind of like exercising the demons of the Chiefs thing and like this, this the Allen-Mahomes rivalry potentially like that's obviously going to replace the Tom Brady Mahomes rivalry. And it's going to go on for ages. It's going to be this, like, I think it's going to be this long storyline between these two guys. But have you ever seen the movie, the 30 for 30, uh, the four falls of Buffalo? I have not. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, it's a documentary about the time that the, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills lost four consecutive Super Bowls which is one of the most disturbing things ever. Like, and I don't think anyone's ever done anything close to that level of like nearly thereism in the history of all sports. And <laughs> it basically meant that like they lost the first one by a really famous, like it's called the kick herd around the world. And basically the, the kicker missed the winning field goal. Uh, and this guy was like a legend. He was like, the, well, the story of his, well, I won't talk about this for too long, but basically the story of this guy it was a legend in Buffalo. He was really, really, really good. And he just missed a ball. He just missed a kick. It, it wasn't as easy as everyone said. I think it was quite a lot longer. Uh, they take the piss out of it in Ace Ventura. Um, they lost one. Then after that, they kind of came up against this unstoppable killing machine of the NFC, which is that like Cowboys era. I think they lost the 49ers as well, whatever. And then they never came back to the Super Bowl. I think that that pressure, and this is coming from a Spurs fan and an, obviously an England fan, that pressure is going to take something really fucking special to then get them to over the hump because they are now fighting against history, um, which is a thing, I think. What if they just win, though, man? What if they just fucking go and do it? I love that. I'd be stoked belt, for them. I, so I'd be good. stoked for them. I love, I love, I love, I'd love to, I love seeing uh, when a team wins a Super Bowl and you just see the absolute end of the world carnage in the city. And it's always very of the city, like when Philly won. It was like the biggest, most hilarious riot in history. Um, and I think if Buffalo wins, 
this the kind of shit that you can see on tiktok and on instagram of like buffalo bills fans just in the game in the parking lot at the at the tailgates like i saw a video of a guy elbow drop off the top of a uh, a truck through the buffet table and oh my god dis- yes dislocate his shoulder and then pop it back in and that's just before the game's even started and it's also minus 200 degrees and it's it's freezing his balls it's uh they are they're gonna wild. be like naked in the snow there's gonna be like at least 50 deaths from that they're just gonna be like a, the next morning you see a guy just like frozen in a block of ice yeah. i really <laughs> i really like in american football right how there's really very few there's really very little violence or rioting or any kind of real fighting i mean there's you know there's a little bit like occasionally you see a video and it's like uh kansas city chiefs as fan fighting in meadowbank or something you're like oh shit <laughs> but it really isn't like there's a very relatively family atmosphere when you look at any of these crowds right but then what happens is they just do it all in one night of the fucking purge when they yeah, win the they, super bowl they just like burn purge. the place down just like all crime is legal I heard a story. This is a, Eagles are notoriously uh, like aggressive. Like, I think Philadelphia sports fans are like a different breed. And there was a story about this guy, and he was at the Eagles game with his kid, and the guy behind him kept swearing. So he turned around and asked him, "Just can you not swear?" Uh, and then the guy just puked all over his son. Like that was his response. Mm. That's not that's an aggressive place. But then again, this is the whole thing about sport, and it's the whole thing about. The diff- like if you think about it, is you know the difference between America and England is you know the Dolphins' main rival is like a six-hour fly away, and like Tottenham's main rival is a six-minute tube away. Like it's a different kind of feeling. Uh, and then yeah. also they don't if, if if they started to you know if they started to separate the fans out and then you get an, like the idea of an away end in American football is insane. Like I was watching the uh, a bit of the LA Broncos game. And there was so many Broncos fans in there. And I think it's just because LA has got so many people from all over the world, all over the country that they just have it. But it just looked like there was a lot of orange jerseys in that stadium. And, uh, you know, it would be really, really funny because I think sometimes, like, even for the Dolphins, like, there's been, there's been years where, like, Patriots have, have outsold a ticket in that stadium uh, just when the Patriots were really good and the Dolphins were bollocks. Oh, there's def- that's definitely happening in a bunch of these teams as well. Like, the... Um... Some of the teams are just known for like not having enough fans. Like I'm pretty certain the Chargers were for a while. Like they'd just regularly be like outsold by the away fans. Um, but I just I think that which I think is kind of funny. Uh, but you know, that's just yeah, that's the way it is. Um, speaking of uh, the Buccaneers, which we weren't, we are, we we were a little bit ago in the rankings. Uh, we're publicly watching Tom Brady have like a full big divorce energy. Uh, meltdown Um, he was screaming like full screaming swear words at his team for just not being very good Uh, and that's hilarious to watch I think that his return this particular return is going to be like I mean it's absolutely not going to stain the great the legacy of the arguably the greatest sportsman in history but it is fucking funny to watch uh, he, he is he is an unbelievably divorced man, and you know what? He hasn't even announced the divorce yet. I noticed that he did take the word. Uh, did you see that um, on his Twitter? He used to have football and family, and he removed the word family. <laughs> oh my god, that's like that that's so like, divorced. That's like teenage emo stuff going on. Oh my on. god, he's like got, yeah, no, he's putting up on space. 
changing his fucking usernames like a dashboard confessional lyric. <laughs> Just... Yes. <laughs> it was so good. I can't believe it. Um, I imagine so... Tom Brady is the opposite of an emo as well. Like, if you were an emo in the noughties when emo was like the thing, I was. People who. People, yes. Uh, the people who liked Tom Brady were like your enemy. He's the opposite of it, and it's good that the circle is the circle is finally complete. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so funny. So he he's they're always saying like he doesn't get special treatment. Uh, Are you and fucking he, serious? Yeah, so, <laughs> it's so just he, one of those things. He missed the team's walkthrough. Uh, so the Saturday, like easy training session before the game, he missed it so he could attend the wedding of the Patriots, o- the Patriots owner Robert Kraft, uh, to his new wife. Um, uh, he's eighty-one, and not too bad considering he's a billionaire. But the age difference to her is she's forty-seven. Uh, but the key thing here is uh, she's a doctor, which is good if you're eighty-one, just to have your wife be able to revive you at any given moment. Yeah, and uh, good for her because she knows how to bump him off without anyone. Oh knowing. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, oh, for sure. That's yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised until it, you know she'll rename it the the Bloomberg Arena instead of the Gillette Stadium, uh, something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, but so good for him missing his team to go and see his old pals. But I think it, Brady Brady also did loads of hilarious shit back in the day, like. Like he got, he just, I think he just got told like Kraft was friends obviously with Donald Trump and he was just, he was told to to be a, a Trump fan, I think. And he was like, oh yeah, I like Donald Trump. And he had like a Make America Great hat in his locker, on his locker for a bit. And I don't think he even really understands what's going on. He's just like such a good, such a football player that he he just will go, oh yeah, that's what we're doing now. Okay. Um, and then Trubinsky, uh Trubisky, I, I fucking typed his name wrong on my little piece. Robert of Kraft, uh, Robert Kraft was a pretty big Democrat uh, do- donor, and yeah, it was until until Trump. Yeah, uh, it's just that oh, uh, okay. he finally that. like yeah, but then Trump's like as like Trump's like his mate, so right. they were just like he was a pretty big donor to the Democrats, and then like Trump's obviously his fucking crook mate, who's just as much of a crook as he is. So he was just like he was like, well, of course. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they they lost to um, they lost the Steelers. Uh, so that's a big. I mean, that's going to be that thing where like um, Trubisky is going to be. That is his name, right? I just I can't believe I typed Mitch his name Trubisky. Down Mitch yeah. Trubisky is going to be sat in a bar a few like in ten years time after a hard day. I don't know, working in a carpet factory, telling his uh, telling a guy, oh yeah, you know, I used to be a quarterback in the in the NFL I uh, now, like, I beat, sure, um, Mitch. <laughs> beat Tom Brady and I'm like, okay buddy yeah no problems he's like no really it's here um, I think they're just like I mean this this Brady yeah. so Brady is what is ranked at uh, no sorry Brady, they're probably going to be ranked really much higher yeah they're, they're, they're still up there I don't know about them I'm not convinced really um, I just want him to not be in the league anymore to be fair it's been too many years uh, other quarterback news yeah Cooper Rush lost uh, so and Dak Prescott is back just because Cooper Rush lost and Dak is back do you start Prescott next week um, no no I don't know hard yeah. I think that you're playing you're not playing for the you're not playing for the you're just playing to not finish below the giants really with that so just go with what's kind of working um what else we got uh jamar chase had a game 
132 yards for two touchdowns. He was he was thrown 10 passes and he got 132 yards. I think he had a 60-yard catch. Burrow, a very lovely, satisfying 300 yards for three touchdowns, which is uh, the almost the perfect numbers of, of play. I think they're back. I think the I think uh, whatever weirdness happened, I think they're back in now. And I think Jamar Chase, we haven't mentioned it yet. He's going to be. I mean, player name of the week. If you have a name similar to the thing that people do to get you, then I think yeah. that. Like unless there's a linebacker whose name is like Crush or Smash. And I think Chase is pretty much there for, uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, Cooper Rush, he's a quarterback, so it's not quite the same, but it is very, very cool. But Jamar Chase, unbelievable footballer, uh, incredible receiver. And then hopefully those two will kind of link up forever uh, in kind of a similar way to um, some of the great link-ups in history, uh, like Peyton Manning and everyone he played with. It was Marvin Harrison with him. He was the main one. Um, Tom Brady did really well with um, Tom Brady main receiver by year. Who's that guy? Wes Welker. That was huge. Randy Moss. I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, there's a lot of touchdowns there. There's a lot of people who are good at football. Yeah, then you go back all the way to Dion Branch and Aaron Hernandez. That was 42 minutes it took to get there. Uh, let's not do that. Right, that's it. Basically, it was an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting week. It was a week. Oh of, yeah. Uh, it was a week of stuff happening. I didn't watch any of it because I was in America. <laughs> I was not yeah. in America. I was in Portugal, and I only saw one piece of. I mean, I can't really. I think I saw like one Raiders cap, and I only saw one jersey, and it was a really old uh, and Dominican Sioux jersey from his Detroit Lions days. Now, uh, now, good for him. I have. I have a point of order here. Can we make a former player the NFL player name of the week? Yes. And Domican Sue. Domican Sue. Yeah. Straight away. Straight away. <laughs> he was not only was he not only does he have an amazing American football only name, but he he was quite literally one of the worst people on the fucking planet when it came to the game. He was like one of the yeah. few guys who would just be like, Yeah, I hurt people. Yeah, like the rest of them, the rest of them at some level had some PR about it. They were like, "Oh man, you know, we just play hard, man. You know, we just play hard. We ain't trying to hurt you. We just play hard." And Don Kinsu was just like, "I'll break your leg." Yeah, he was. He was, and then he, he came to the Dolphins. Everyone was hyped, and he was bollocks. Uh, well, I just think that whole team was bollocks for ages. But yeah, he he's just bounced around and he didn't really care. And I think he fucking hated Detroit as well. Like he he hated every team he played for. Um, can I just yeah. say that that's not unique to him? Like they Detroit, there are a number of players whose careers were cut short because they played at Detroit and like just stopped enjoying football. They had a they had Calvin Johnson, the arguably the best receiver ever in terms of. And by the way, there's a lot of people who will say, "Well, what are you talking about?" There's like way better receivers in terms of record numbers, but you when you look at the eye test of the the stuff he achieved, yeah. The he was very clearly one of the best to ever do it, and he'll never be recognized that way because ever like during his career, everyone's saying, Oh, he's gonna be one of the best to ever do it. The reason he won't be recognized is he didn't play for fucking long enough, and the reason he didn't play long enough is he literally just got depressed and stopped loving football because he played for Detroit. Yeah, um, then his nickname was Megatron, yeah, <laughs> which is the co- coolest nickname ever. And then, like, Matt Stafford moved and then instantly wins a Super Bowl. Like, the yeah. first time of trying. 
Um, yeah, Sue won the Super Bowl in uh, with <laughs> with Tom Brady for the Bucks, uh, which I mean, yeah, fine. Um, he's as you look at some of the things that he did, he did a lot of really fucking crazy shit. Maybe he didn't have such a bad time at the Dolphins, but I think you know, fifteen to seventeen wasn't a great. Well, it's not been a great period of time forever in the Miami Miami uh, uh, thing. Yeah, that was a that was the COVID uh, year. That was Bucks Kansas City in a quite a shit Super Bowl actually. Um, I did not enjoy that one. Oh, that was when they won it at home. Did they win it? Yeah, so Tampa won it at home. And then the following year, the Rams won it at home. So that would imply that the Arizona Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl, despite the fact that they're trying to play American football without a recognisable offence. They're just like they're guessing how to play it. Uh, they're like someone's given a controller to a child. It's really fun. Uh, yeah, play. they're probably like uh, you're playing Madden NFL and you just select play because you don't know what they are yet. So you just go, yeah. X, yes, why not? B, why not? Select play. <laughs> just could be anything. Jet sweep. Why the, it's like five yards out. It's like jet sweep. Why not? Mm, you know? Everyone loves a jet sweep. It's a yeah. classic play. Flea flickers. Just, I don't know. I quite like, uh, I quite like Mark Murray. I think he's quite funny and he's, uh, I think he's really good. Well, we'll see. Uh, also, DeAndre Hopkins is there now. And yeah, there's, there's, I don't know why they aren't a little bit better. But yeah, good for them. They won't be in the Super Bowl in their own home home state, hometown. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're up against it on time. So let's talk about the thing. So I was looking at this guy who was the owner of the Patriots. His name's Robert Kraft. Hmm. Spelt with a K. Now, I thought, and I've always thought this up until today, that he was Robert Kraft of the Kraft Mac and Cheese fortune. Like he, his, he, he made his money through selling mac and cheese and shit like that, right? Turns out he's just a standard not cheese man. He's a real what? estate guy. Yeah. He's oh. not so he's not the sweet guy. I don't like he's this. Not... Is you know, in so many ways, we know fuck all about football. We really should be doing a podcast. We don't know anything about any of these guys. I oh, thought yeah. he was the sweets guy. That's I've, so upsetting. I've learned so much about American football more than before than in the last uh, six six uh, weeks. Than not all of it welcome. No, no, not at all. Um, so I was like, okay, who else and what else do people do to own uh, the team? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name. And you're going to tell me uh, what you think they did. Um, so this guy, he owns the Atlanta Falcons. His name is Arthur Blank. And I'm, that's not me saying, like, what do you think his second name is? His surname is Blank. Right. Uh, what do you think he did? Uh, murdered a guy? No. A lot of them have. This guy, he invented Home Depot, which is the American B&Q. And then he spent his money on owning the Atlanta Falcons, which I think is pretty cool. No, that's great. That's that's just income preservation. Like you, you yeah. make your money and then you just print it annualized every year. All they got to do is write big because it's a massive uh, financial. The, the liabilities are high because you got to write big checks to these players, uh, which you yourself have to write. That's that's actually something that people don't real. Uh, I think some people don't hundred percent grasp uh, because um, there was some discussion about whether play uh, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens owner could afford Lamar Jackson um, and people are like what do you mean there's a salary cap and it's because they still have to have that money liquid yeah. to like pay their things like their signing bonus so they still have to be able to drop like 50 mil at the, t- at the drop of a hat ha- having said that annualized it's a fucking license to print money they just they they all uh, they all those teams turn a profit yeah anywho uh, so uh, the who do you think owns the Denver Broncos? 
I know who owns the Denver Broncos. Who owns the Denver Broncos? Um, it is uh, a guy called Rob Walton, um, who is the uh, the isn't he? He's a Walmart guy, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, the the Walton family they uh, invented Walmart and single handedly uh, destroyed the Amer- well the equivalent of what you would consider the American high street. Uh, so good for him. Uh, well, I've been to Walmart's before. They usually have toilets in them. Uh, so if you're ever in a strip mall. And there's, guns. There's your shit. And guns. Oh, yeah, and guns. All kinds of crazy shit. Uh, also, recently, the Broncos sold uh, parts uh, parts of the team off to a few other people, including uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton, Formula One uh, all-time great. Uh, he was at the game uh, this weekend watching his new uh, business venture, <laughs> watching Lewis Hamilton watching American football. I love the idea of that. Uh, and also, this one's mental. Condoleezza Rice, the ex-Secretary of State of the United States, owns part of the Denver Broncos. Uh, she's she... had way too good a life since all the war crimes. That's so much money for war crimes, I would say. <laughs> That's like you get... And also, if I found out doing this piece of Googling, I share a birthday with Condoleezza Rice. Also, this is... I'll, I'll blow through this as quickly as I can. I was once stopped by the police uh, because of Condoleezza Rice. Oh, um, Why? I was. I used. To, I grew up in uh, Buckinghamshire near uh, the the Buckinghamshire. Yeah. So I grew up in uh, near, in, in Buckinghamshire near uh, the Checkers House, which is the summer residence of the Prime Minister. And I was driving around once with a girl I fancied, and I parked up next to a lovely, beautiful field. And I was like, "This is a nice field to to hang around in." And uh, we were hanging out in this field and all of a sudden uh, a, a Land Rover uh, pulls into the little lay-by and then blue lights flash behind this green Land Rover's uh, radiator. Uh, out of, the, out of the, the car, two fully armed military policemen, like machine guns, grenades, little baseball caps, everything, get out of the car. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to kiss this pretty girl. And there, I didn't say that. Obviously, I started shitting my pants because they had guns. <laughs> All of a sudden, they're like, okay, well, you're across a field from Checker's house. Uh, and Condoleezza Rice is visiting uh, and staying there. So we're going to have to search your car. And as we mentioned before, I used to be quite emo. So at the, at the time, I think I had long uh, dyed black hair with hair extensions. And I was wearing girls' jeans. And they're searching my... Uh, vol- uh, they're searching my Volkswagen Lupo for various things that they could find. Uh, so somewhere, I think, still in a drawer at my parents' house, there is a search uh, a search receipt from uh, the bodyguards of Condoleezza Rice because I was acting suspiciously outside of the Prime Minister's house. Um, and now we share a birthday and she owns the Denver Broncos, which is cool. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my Condoleezza Rice story. Um, I need to find a way of saying that on stage. Uh, the Okay, here's a good one. So Terry Pegula, uh, he owns the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Do you know what mm, he's famous for? Getting his ass opened up by dildos? No, uh, he, he opens the world's ass up with dildos. He is, he's a power man, so he's electricity. And he basically did shitloads of fracking and has really ruined a lot of people's lives. Um, so that's fun. Um, here's a really good one. And it's there's two really nice almost borderline um uh borderline wholesome do you know who mm. virginia hallas mccaskey is no she is a 99 year old lady and she is the daughter 
of the founder of the Chicago Bears. Oh. Mental. And that team was bought for $100 that would, that team was started. So oh, there's no. of this Perfect. list of this list of like owners that is on Wikipedia which I'm just basically reading off. Um the that it shows how much teams were bought for. Um, John Mara and Steve Tisch uh, are part of the family, the descendants of the team who bought the New York Giants in 1925 for $500. Uh, and the last one is, I'm sure you'll be able to tell from what, from her name. Do you know who Sheila Ford Hamp is? Um, I presume she is related to Gerald Ford and she's something to do with the Detroit Lions. No, yeah, Henry Ford. Yeah, so oh, she's Henry the Ford, great, yeah. great granddaughter of Henry Ford. Uh, and so this is a very Game of Thrones, but of cars. She married, or somebody, I don't know how it works, married into the Firestone rubber family who make the tires to the cars. And they're like, this is a this is some Game of Thrones level marriage, uh, getting the power of Ford and the power of Firestone together. Uh, not the only car related person. We've mentioned him before. Uh, Shahid Khan, the guy who owns uh, the London Jags. And yeah, best moustache in sports. Best moustache in sports. He's also the richest person of Pakistani origin in the fucking world, which is badass. He made his money by making a thing called a flex and gate bumper. Uh, so he's a car bumpers guy. And that eventually buys you uh, a professional wrestling organization and obviously uh, a football team, in the, a Premier League football team hmm. and uh, an NFL uh, team. NFL team. Let's get to some more gross ones. Um, here we go. Jerry Jones, our, our big man. Uh, well, I'm Jerry fish. Jones. Yeah, so, good old boy, Jerry Jones. Good old boy, Jerry Jones. So he has basically a list of really unsuccessful business advent, uh, business adventures, business adventures. Uh, he apparently borrowed money from, I don't know if you, you know, or listeners know the concept of Teamsters in America, but essentially Teamsters are, um, uh, basically anyone who loads trucks anyone who has a job and they're usually part of um uh uh oh fuck what are those things called unions Union. they're union-based things now in the very 60s, left wing of you. no i know i completely forgot um in part in the 1960s uh, a lot of the, the that stuff got really really bizarre and got really close to uh, organized crime and he ended up borrowing a bunch of money from uh, jimmy hoffa who was a very famous um leader uh, whose body was never discovered after he was killed by um, by the mob. Uh, he also borrowed a bunch of money uh, from the uh, unions to try and purchase the San Diego Chargers in 1967, and that was unsuccessful. So the guy's done a lot of weird stuff. Um, Stephen Ross, the Miami Dolphins owner or part owner, uh, he runs a, a, a thing. He's like the head of a thing called the Related Companies. That's their title. The Related and- the legitimate companies. <laughs> yeah, with the legitimate businesses. The we're not money laundering. Uh, it's just so, it's kind of like if you're playing a video game and you're walking down the street and you walk past a building, it's like, oh, they didn't have enough time to generate a name for this building. So it yeah. just says the related companies. Um, by far the coolest. Uh, also, I mean, this could be an NFL name of the week considering, but he, they are, he is an owner. Uh, Ziggy Wilf. Uh, I rule I, owners out of this. You, yeah, I rule. I, I rule yeah. owners out of this. They got some freak fucking names, but they've got to be someone who can only reasonably be an American football player. Yeah, and they got wild faces as well. Some of them. Uh, this guy, right? Him and his uh, Mark Wilf. Uh, 
cousins and uh, Mark Wilfer's brother and their cousin were found liable uh, by New Jersey court of breaking sit, uh, civil state racketeering laws and keeping mm. separate accounting books to fleece former business partners of shared revenue. Uh, the, the, the presiding judge noted that Wilford used organized crime-like tactics uh, to commit fraud against his business partners. Uh, yeah. And then we were talking very briefly in a few episodes ago about uh, some of the weird business practices of owners and how they kind of flee cities out of getting them to build stadiums for them. Uh, that's probably why the Vikings have such a nice new stadium. Um so that's my little deep dive into NFL owners and how rich, rich they are. Very disappointed that Robert Kraft didn't invent like microwave mac and cheese, but fine. Uh, the other really, really disgusting thing that I think about NFL uh, owners is, and if you're listening to this and you don't watch American football, you've not really, you're just kind of dipping in and out of it. When a team wins a trophy, when they win the title, when they win the Super Bowl, or they win the AFC title or the NFC title to then go to the Super Bowl, they present the trophy to the fucking owner. Mind bending. Mm. Can you imagine if I think, okay, so some of the, like, you know, the Glazers own a team in, so they're, they're famous in, in the UK. They own like the Glazers Man. own Manchester United. They also own Taf- the Tampa Bay Bucks, right? Let's say Manchester United win the FA Cup and one of the Glazers goes up to lift the trophy. Or like, I mean, it would just be the most, it's, it's the most alien part of, of American sports is, is that. That and they sometimes, they've stopped doing this in the NFL, but sometimes they'll give the trophy to the team in the locker room. So they won't even give it to the team in front of their fans. I mean, that's wild. Oh. That is wild. I'm against it fundamentally. Yeah, me too. I mean, the sport's fantastic and wild shit happens in it. Uh, and I really, really like it. And I'm very excited for another week of NFL next week. And I'm just really like, there is some some cool games coming up. Uh, the Dolphins are playing fucking 1am. So I'm not going to get to watch that. Uh, I think we've got some cool ones I've, i actually had to do a bit of this for work so i, I actually looked at yeah giants are going to beat the the my game next week i'm going to watch the giants versus the jags um and i think you're going to watch bengals falcons will be a good game uh bucks are going to beat the shit out of the panthers uh cowboys are going to beat the lions packers are going to lose to the commanders because that's going to be funny um chiefs 49ers will be fun dolphin steelers is the monday night game uh well yeah, one of the Monday night games. No, sorry, that's the Sunday night game. I don't understand time distances. <laughs> I've been looking at them forever. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing really jumps out. Jets, Broncos. It's not really. Uh, this is we 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 hit the lull of the season now. Uh, this has actually honestly been quite a bad season to start a podcast because a lot of it has been quite shit. <laughs> I don't know if it has. I, I think maybe all NFL seasons are just bollocks and it's just I, this is the first time I've watched every single game. Oh, yeah, and then the playoffs are fucking unreal. So oh, yeah. it's the, like, that's the thing, the, the trade-off, right? Like, the playoffs, are, it's good that these seasons are short. Like, this is such a weird thing. This is so cool. This is such a condemnation. But given that it's, a, it's an unbelievably short season and, like, for, compared to most other sports and we just don't, like... But like honestly, like a lot of the rate, and I think actually a lot of it is to do with the fact that so many teams can get into the playoffs. So yeah, it just makes loads of the. T- it makes quite a lot of the games like complete shit because not like, shit, but it's like it just it's it's there's a there's not enough jeopardy. 
yeah, Cardinal Saints is the Thursday night primetime game. Mm. I don't think that game matters at all. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Like, that's, you know, that's fine. It's too, I mean, the Saints, neither of them have real star quality, uh, apart from Andy Dalton. Is he going to play? Is he not? It's, this also has been the season of the second and third string quarterback. Yeah. And that doesn't, that's never a good thing. Um, let's just hope. Uh, I was just going to hope the Dolphins win and then you fucking Tua throws 500 yards and eight touchdowns and then everyone's we're back to normal again and then the Dolphins just go up one position uh, Bears Patriots who gives a fuck <laughs> that's not that doesn't matter um, yeah it's, it's, it's a fine week uh, week seven of the NFL it's the bit where it's just it's mad that there's now 18 18 of these uh, and the middle bit, and then it gets a bit exciting in the last third, and then yes. the final few is pretty much done, other than a couple of games. We'll see. I mean, we've we've been we've been quite wrong about a lot of things we've said. So let's. Uh, no, that's not that's not true, and not enough people are listening to uh, to go back and check. We've been right. I think lots of people are listening. I I, I like one person, one of my friends, uh, James Hull. He's a voice of a generation rock star. Um, he. Uh, he said he listens. So, hello, James. Hi, James. Uh, James, uh, don't listen back. We're right. Yeah. Can you review uh, us, though? Yeah, yeah. Give us a review. Um, and congratulations on becoming engaged as well. I forgot about that. Well done. Um, yeah. It's seven o'clock. Are you uh, we, we good? Oh, shit. Yeah, I've got to go. All right, then. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. Uh, join thanks us again for next listening. week for another wild episode. Wild. And we're going to think of some cool shit to say. All right. Uh, I'll catch you. Bye. Bye.